Welcome to Meet the Manufacturers podcast, brought to you by Manufacture CT and sponsored by Cone Resnick, who are dedicated to helping manufacturers and distributors to enhance their competitive position and succeed in high-pressure trade environments. Visit them online at coneresnick.com. Meet the Manufacturers is available on all of the world's biggest podcast platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and Spotify. Never miss an episode again and subscribe today, wherever you get your podcasts from. On every episode, we take the opportunity to learn more about a local manufacturing business. Welcome along to the latest instalment of Meet the Manufacturers with Manufacture CT. Now, today's a bit of a special edition as we are kind of waving goodbye to our illustrious president, Jill Mayer, and we are welcoming in Mark Orletta. So it's kind of a special one, a bit of a handover situation. It's going to be great to take a look back over your tenure, Jill, and what you've had to navigate through, I guess, and mark how you see the future of Manufacture CT and bigger, better, faster, more, I hope. So let's dig a little bit deeper into what it's like to be the president of Manufacture CT. Welcome to Meet the Manufacturers. Hi, Claire. First question, if I may, Jill, tell me a little bit about yourself for those who don't know you and how you first became president, how you got there, and uh, what your tenure has been like as a bit of an overview. Well, I'm an Aries and I love tacos. <laughs> uh, no, I run a fifth generation family business. Uh, it's a manufacturing company headquartered in Milford. So we have two divisions. A um, One is Beat Electronics, which manufactures custom connector pins used in electromechanical and mechanical applications. And our other division is McGuire Manufacturing, located in Cheshire, which produces high-quality commercial plumbing fixture trim. So I joined Manufacturer CT as a board member about seven years ago, shortly after my father retired and I took over as CEO. Wow, uh, seven years punishment. You, you must get a special <laughs> award for that. <laughs> I should, I should. But no, my, my father told me that um, it was imperative that I got involved, like he was, because he had made so many important connections over the years as a result of his involvement. So that was kind of where that came from. You had to work pretty hard to become the president. You were, <laughs> you were a president in waiting for some time, were you not? Yeah, so it all started, like I said, I was on the board. I listened quietly for a few meetings and then eventually had my opinions to share. It's in my nature to be an active participant and share my thoughts. So, and everybody knows that when you share your thoughts in a volunteer organization, soon you're pulled onto a committee and then you're sharing a committee and then you're in an officer role and eventually you become the president. So that's yeah. how that happens. It's absolutely true. Now you have been the president of Manufacture CT for two years plus the assistance that you gave to the outgoing president, Kate Hulahan. So tell me a little bit about what's been the most difficult thing and what's been the thing that you've enjoyed the most about your tenure. Well, right out of the gates, and I'm sure Mark has or will experience this, you know, you get reached out to by a lot of people. The community is really welcoming. So it was a really neat experience, the outreach, the support right off the bat. And then the pandemic happened pretty much. My transition from the previous president to the new president was during the pandemic. So that made for a pretty wild ride. We pivoted really quickly for our annual celebration. It was supposed to be 300 people at Anthony's Ocean View with cocktails and dinner and a keynote speaker. And instead it was an online 
Zoom. And we had both recorded content, pre-recorded and prepared content, and we had live content and we were trying to engage the audience as much as possible. So I that was sort of well. I remember right. it well. It was a labor baptism. of love. <laughs> yep, baptism by fire also. <laughs> it, it truly was though, but it is testament to the organization and you know, it would have been very easy to cancel, but actually no, everybody kind of got stuck in to make that a very, very special event. So I do remember that very well. And then, of course, navigating COVID. I mean, did you see a real uptick in the number of calls that you were getting from members of the organization, you know, looking for guidance or support? Did you notice any any differences? What I'll say I did notice the most is when we pivoted our programming from in-person programs and panels and um, plant tours, when we pivoted to online Zooms and panel presentations, we had a lot more attendees and we had a lot more participation in terms of questions, in terms of commenting and feedback on the various topics that we were discussing. So I, I think people were asking their questions and getting their information and feeling connected in a different way. But it was really neat to yeah. see. Yeah, you know, that's something I think that keeps coming up in podcasts, certainly when the pandemic was perhaps at its worst, was that feeling of being connected. It really did us a favor in some ways about working out what was really important to us. Definitely moving remote working forward and working more effectively, I guess. But that connection, that connection seems to have really created a little bit of a, a wave, which I like. I like to ride that wave. So other than a worldwide global pandemic, any other challenges that you want to share with Mark? He's waiting there in the wings, ready. <laughs> I can see him with bated breath, with excitement <laughs> of his presidency. Yeah, you know, we have our board members and our committee chairs. They're all extremely hardworking, passionate people that want to make a difference break down the silos, build the tight-knit community so that our members are supported. And with passionate volunteers, you know, sometimes you can bump into each other and of course, all with good intentions, but you know, it requires a bit of diplomacy to make sure everybody has the clarity and feels heard. And so you've got this healthy debate and positive tension because everybody's weighing in and you're gathering feedback. And it might sometimes just feel easier to make a decision on something quickly, like as you might in your own business. But then you realize you really need to get consensus from all the committees to decide on a direction. And it takes a little bit more time and a little bit of finesse, but I think it's important. I think it's worth it. And so I think that was, you know, that presented a challenge at times, but was never, we were never able to not overcome it. You heard it here first, Mark. You're going to need patience and finesse. How are you feeling about that? <laughs> oh, boy. You've got right. both of those. Yes, yeah, it really has. We'll Finesse see. would scare me, but I'll, uh, I'll, <laughs> I think Mark's got plenty of it. And before we move on to Mark, I've got another question for you, Jill. I'd like to know about your successes as well. What have you got out of it? You know, because this is, a, you know, a voluntary position. You know, you put in some work. I send you enough emails to keep you very busy. And I see them flying <laughs> around. I get copied into a few. You work hard for it. You know, you put the time in. What have you got out of this presidency? So much. I mean, there's a lot of similarities in working with an association as with the people in my own business. I'd say that there's the, the memorable, the things that stick out to me. One one for sure is that rebrand video we did with John Ermer and Lindy Lee Gold and <laughs> the dancing with everyone in their shirts and their hats and being silly. And it was really nice to see all the board members have fun. And that to me was one of the highlights from the pandemic because these videos were all taken in our own living rooms. Mark, you were there. You, <laughs> we were all being silly. <laughs> they were brilliant. 
and, and I believe a, a oh. dog made an appearance as well at that. I seem yes. to remember that actually that we had a meeting about that said video, which by the way, if you are listening back to this podcast, I'm going to put it in the, um, in the description. I'm going to put a link to it because it's that funny. And <laughs> I remember having to describe how to do a particular dance and I'm stood in front of you lot and I barely know you. And my boss has got me doing stupid dances on Zoom. And half of you are just like, what? Can you do that again? Can you write instructions? And I, I'm no dancer, believe me. Um, but it was great. Yeah. I will put a, a link to that video in the um, in the description. And, you know, yeah. we did all come together. We really did. And it was incredible to see people who clearly, you know, that's not their bag of chips. Well, I don't know what the American phrase would be for that. You know, it's not their wheelhouse. But they got involved and they did it anyway. And that's what made it. That real coming together, amazing. Yeah, yeah. And I think I think the dance was called the Funky Chicken or something. And <laughs> I might be making that up. Shush now, but, shush now. I'll never work again, yeah. Jill. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I will say, you know, one of the big successes was the rebrand itself. That was yeah. the rebrand video that we're talking about. But the rebrand itself, not just because of all the fun we had, but honestly, the the NHMA acronym. We were so fearful that. We were going to lose that well-known acronym, you know, that turned out to be just fine. And I think what followed that was restructuring of the organization in terms of bringing on the admin association so that our executive director could focus on membership engagement. We put structure around a lot of the committees so that they could meet frequently and feel like they were making an impact. So there was a, a whole domino effect after the rebrand that I thought was really awesome. And we just have phenomenal people in the association and, and Mark, Mark's ready to go. It's going to be a piece of cake. He's, yeah, you're he's taking got it. it on. All the hard work's been done, Mark. <laughs> I thought I feel like I no, there's, up here, Jill. <laughs> there's still plenty there's plenty to do. There's plenty to do. Dude, I did think you were gonna say it was the, the annual golf event because the annual golf event for Manufacture mm. C T is legendary. It it truly mm. is legendary, but I'm sure we'll come back to that at some point. Come on then, Mark. You are now officially in the hot seat. Tell me a little bit about where you've been before here and what inspired you, I guess, to get involved or were you pushed into the role? So a little bit about my background in manufacturing. So third generation family business, Bauer, B-A-U-E-R, we're in Bristol. We design and manufacture aircraft component test equipment. About 100 employees, but a very global company, 75 plus different countries. You know, it's a large engineering staff, about 40 to 45 engineers, plus 30 or 35 in manufacturing. So a great, great company. I worked for Bauer right out of school for about five years. I left the family business, went into healthcare for a good part of my career. And I was with United Health Group for about 13 years. So really great, big company experience in operations. And then about five years ago, came back to the family business, kind of by chance. Came in as VP of operations and today I'm uh, chief operating officer of Bauer. And when I came back into the family business, we had a presence in a couple good-sized organizations like a ACM, Aircraft Component Manufacturers, very industry-specific, and CBIA, which is another you know prominent association in Connecticut. But you know that seemed to be kind of a gap in belonging to a manufacturing-only organization that crossed many industries and in, in different-sized companies. So I somehow got word of manufacturer CT, back then uh, NHMA, and before I knew it, I was on the board. And I don't know how that quite happened. Magic. But it's, magic. Yeah, it, it is it magic. Happens. You know, somebody <laughs> reeled me, it might have even been Jill that somehow uh, got me involved. One of the first people I met 
was Jamie Scott, who's our executive director today. And he's phenomenal. He's just so passionate about manufacturing. So when you let, when you talk to him and, and, you know, kind of follow his lead and then you just get sucked into it. It's so easy, but it's so important for the state of Connecticut. It's important for our business, for Beat Industries, and you know, the list goes on and on. So I served on the board for several years, became membership chair over the last, I don't know, year and a half, two years. And next thing you know, it as of tomorrow, I'll be the president of Manufacturer CT. Oh, amazing. It's tomorrow handover. Is that your inauguration? It is, <laughs> officially tomorrow. So I guess I still have a few hours to back out, Jill. <laughs> or tonight at midnight. Let's go with tonight at midnight. <laughs> Look All at right. Jill. Gonna edge that forward, edge that forward. <laughs> uh, no, joking aside, Mark, you know, we're very, very lucky to have you, you know, taking over from Jill's steady hands. You know, it's thank you for taking the time to listen to this episode of Meet the Manufacturers, brought to you by Manufacture CT. If you would like to find out more about Manufacture CT or you would like to join the organization, visit the website manufacturect.org. This podcast is sponsored by Cone Resnick, advisory, assurance, tax. Visit their website, coneresnick.com. If you have enjoyed listening to this episode and want to find out more about the vibrant and thriving manufacturing community in Connecticut, subscribe to and share this podcast today. Meet the Manufacturers is available on all podcast platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and Spotify. It's been a wild two years, and a truly wild two years, and to see the organization grow in the way it has. And for me as an outsider, interviewing you know, hundreds of businesses and hearing about these multi-generation companies talk about the old organization, the evolution, and now we've got this new 21st century manufacture CT, and I think it really holds some water. It looks the part, it sounds the part, and we're operating in a very current way, shall we say. I'm very proud to be a part of it and tell the stories of our manufacturers who are doing some phenomenal work in a state that is known for its manufacturing. So I'm very grateful, and I do wish you all the luck in the world in your new role. You've got big stilettos to fill, mate. That's all I'm going to say. No, that's for sure. Big shoes to fill. Jill just has done an amazing job. Outstanding. So um, if I can do half of what she's done, we'll be good. Listen, I'll pay you, you good money to see you in a pair of heels anyway. <laughs> I usually wore wedges, Claire. So oh. Mark, that should help. But you guys know. are too kind. You guys are too kind. Mark is going to take it and run with it and crush it. And I'm really, really excited for the organization to just yeah. onward and upward. 100%. And as the new president, I mean, obviously from one minute past midnight tonight, have you set yourself, I guess, any goals or things that you're really aiming to deliver in the next year or so? Yeah, I mean, just in general, at a high level, we're going to continue to be the premier statewide manufacturing association. And as I said before, there is no other manufacturing only association that covers the entire state, all size businesses, all different industries, right? Manufacture CT is it. So I'm fortunate to be coming in at this time because we've laid the groundwork with so many great uh, initiatives, committees. I think about workforce, all the great things they've done. 
government affairs is extremely active. Our um, annual meeting is coming up here in October. The golf tournament that you alluded to earlier is just a blast. And, you know, we sold out in record time this year. It's a fantastic turnout and a lot of fun, too. We need um, a bigger golf course. We need a bigger one. We do. Well, we thought it's... about that. We, re we really like the farms, so I think yeah, we're going to stay there. But... It is fabulous. Let's keep it exclusive. It's an yeah. incredible event. If you are a member listening to this and you have not been to a Manufacture City annual golf event, you need to get involved and you don't even need to know anything about golf. Uh, if you listen back to one of our podcasts, The Golf Special, you will hear that a good percentage of people on that course that day, they weren't golfers. <laughs> they <laughs> definitely weren't golfers. But we had so much fun and that community spirit, that the feeling of making connections outside, beautiful environment, incredible food. We would get so well looked after there. Uh, you must. So when you see next spring, when you see the invite come out for the golf tournament, don't put it off. Sign up right away. Otherwise, you'll miss out yeah. you, and you really would be missing out sorry carry on mark yeah but i think about this podcast claire you do an amazing job with this meet the manufacturers um yeah, yeah. I'm, uh, right and i'm just obsessed with listening to these you know with all due respect this is fantastic i also listened to made in america by ari santiago in between those two I'd walk away with so many great ideas, best practices, just getting to know who the manufacturers are in Connecticut, who the leaders are, where they're taking their companies. They're just outstanding. So uh, kudos to you, Claire. And it's fascinating. You know, podcaster is only as good as their guest. But some of the inspirational work that happened, particularly in the last couple of years, you know, the way in which companies have pivoted, the way that some are doing business solely for good during the pandemic, I was really proud to be a part of it. I uh, obviously am green to manufacturing. I had to learn through our members about manufacturing and the rich heritage here in Connecticut. It's been an absolute gift for me as well. Still on the goals thing, as you can tell, we have all these things in place. So my job is to grow them, maintain them, you know, increase the attendance at these events. So networking events, we do so many great plant tours. Somehow our socials are always at a brewery. I don't know uh, what's behind that, Jill, but um, <laughs> we'll probably continue that. That's a high-line uh, social media marketing plan, that right there. It works. It works. <laughs> um, we have the young uh, manufacturer professional group, uh, 40 and under, so I'm not invited to those. We have the... <laughs> That's okay. We'll send people. We'll send our young engineers. Uh, uh, Jamie runs the executive peer group, which is good. And then, you know, there's there's a variety of virtual programs, a lot of great educational programs. We're going to keep doing what we're doing. That's my commitment. Our goal is just to grow all those events. Awesome. And which bit out of all of that? I mean, it's so multifaceted. What bit are you most looking forward to? I love the networking. So it, it, for me, it's all about relationships, building relationships. And whether I'm at a golf tournament, the annual golf tournament, the annual meeting, or the various plant tours, building those relationships is what I find most fun and you know really get the most out of. A lot of times I'll develop that relationship with someone just uh, give you a for example, Bill Hazard owns Novo Precision here in Bristol. And through that, he's coming over tomorrow, in fact, to look at some equipment that we can make for him. And we were over at his shop last week and the same thing, right? So we're we're looking to outsource, they're looking to outsource, but oh, you, you kind of, that. right, you, you stumble on these opportunities, which is just tremendous for local business. I love that, that's awesome. That's fantastic. Okay, well, to wrap up, guys, 
Jill, what advice would you give to Mark? And what attributes is he going to need to survive? <laughs> I have very important advice for Mark. My advice would be to not ever take my advice. Ever. No, I'm just kidding. Um, seriously, Mark is so capable. He's so thorough. You heard him with his goals. I mean, he's a very thorough. He's in tune to the challenges that the manufacturers face because he is one. You know, workforce, supply chain, all of the things. I guess my only advice, which he probably knows this already, is probably just to pace himself, right? As volunteers, we're running our own businesses as well. There's a tendency to try to be a part of any and all things manufacture CT. It's fun. It's exciting. And for me, I wanted to contribute where I felt like I could add value. But then I also wanted to get involved in the stuff that I wanted to learn more about. And you can't always do both. It's admirable, but uh, it's a larger time commitment. So that was the only thing I could think of. Mark's already heard that from me, I'm sure, at some mm -hmm. point. So you're going to be great, Mark. I'm so excited for you. I think we're really in for it now because you're going to just take it and run with it. And it's going to be fabulous. So We are very, very lucky to have had you, Jill. And we are exceptionally lucky to have you, Mark. It's a privilege. Now, listen, now that you're almost officially the president, how can people get in touch with you? Through my uh, work email, mark.auletta, A-U-L-E-T-T-A, at bowerct.com. Um, you can check out our website, bowerct.com. And I won't give you my cell phone number. That His sounds personal real... mobile number is 860. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm uh, a toilet wall near you soon. <laughs> yeah. no, by all means, I love to hear from people. I think I'm a pretty good listener. So, um, yeah, I welcome anybody to reach out. And I would just piggyback on what Jill was saying in terms of not taking, trying to take it all in pace and stride and not trying to do it all. We have a great team. The board of directors is just incredible. The executive committee that's part of that. Jamie Scott is our executive director and with the support of uh, JGW and Red Rock. So great all around team. It's a good team and it's yeah. nice to be a part of the team as well. It really wants to work with and for. I wish you all the luck in the world, Mark. I really do. Jill, you get to put your feet up and do just one job. And I really hope that we get to connect you know, in a few months' time when you've got your feet under the table, so to speak. But if anybody is listening and they're a member and they'd like to get in touch with you, you've got the email. And if you are not yet a member of Manufacture CT, you are missing out, quite frankly, and you need to get involved. Check out the website, manufacturect.org. Everything you need to know about the organization is on there. I strongly recommend it. If you make something in Connecticut, you need to be in our gang. Come and join it, manufactureCT.org. But for now, Jill and Mark, thank you so much for your service. And I look forward to speaking to you again soon. Thanks, Claire. Thank you, Claire. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this episode of Meet the Manufacturers, brought to you by Manufacture CT. If you would like to find out more about Manufacture CT, or you would like to join the organization, visit the website, manufactureCT.org. This podcast is sponsored by Cone Resnick, advisory, assurance, tax. Visit their website, coneresnick.com. If you have enjoyed listening to this episode and want to find out more about the vibrant and thriving manufacturing community in Connecticut, subscribe to and share this podcast today. Meet the Manufacturers is available on all podcast platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and Spotify. This podcast was created and produced by Red Rock Branding. RedRockBranding.com.